everyone. Welcome back to She Works. Hey. Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us again. He, we are here. Real women, real issues is our motto. And everyone has a seat at the table here. So we'd like to thank you all for joining us again. Um, I'm here in the studio today with my wonderful co-host. Hey, everybody. It's Meg. And Akima. And it's Danita. Hey, Kim, we caught you off guard. Hey, girl. <laughs> hey, Kima. Hey, nah, Kima. I thought the needle. <laughs> That's all right. So we um, we just like to talk a little bit about today um, expectations, managing expectations. And I know just as a human being, learning how to manage what you expect from people, and that could be your spouse, your children, um, coworkers, in-laws, <laughs> parents, mm-hmm. you really have to know how to navigate your own expectations sometimes sure. to, to prevent lots of conflict. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So I just wanted to throw out questions to you guys. Like, where do we get like expectations from? Where do y'all think it starts from? Because when you're mm-hmm. little, right, and you are in school and you come home off the bus, you expect somebody to be there to greet you off the bus if you're young enough or if you were latchkey kids like us, you know, right. you got that key around mm-hmm. your neck, yep. you know, you expect that key to work, right. <laughs> you know, when you go to the door. So where do we get our expectations from? Um, what do you think? Question. I'll go ahead and start. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say that I think expectations come from our own needs. I think when we have a need, we expect that need to be fulfilled. However, it needs to be fulfilled, whether it's through, we talked about the key working, we talked about food satisfying our hunger, and we expect different relationships to satisfy our own selfish needs at times. Mm. Mm, that's good. That's good. What about you guys? I think um, I think it's a combination of a couple things. So I'll just mention a few. I definitely think it comes from needs. I think expectations are learned. So mm-hmm. if this is not true of my mother, just in case you're listening. I love you, mom. Hey, mama. <laughs> <Sharon>. <laughs> um, disclaimer, disclaimer, disclaimer. Right. So if my mother never greeted me at the bus stop, I don't have an expectation for a parent to greet me at the bus stop. If my nut- mother never woke up and made Christmas cookies on Christmas day, then I don't have the expectation for you mm-hmm. to make Christmas cookies. But then also I think sometimes expectations come from the lack thereof. So like if, I grew up and nobody made me Christmas cookies. When I am an adult, I have the expectation that my kids are going to grow up with Christmas cookies because I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You expect what you lack. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree. I don't have anything to add. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> now, I, I think sometimes when we talk about expectations, um, it is interesting because I think, well, do you, let me ask you this before I say what I'm going to say. Do you think we give everyone the same expectation, like the same level of expectations mm. um, on like a parent or a spouse or a child or a friend? Do you think everyone, you just expect the same thing from everyone? Uh, I would say I don't no. Think so no, no. yeah, I don't. I don't think that we expect the same thing. I'll, I'll speak personally. Expectations have been expectations that I have for other people. I have had to work through that because of my own upbringing and not and looking to fill other people's expectations mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not really knowing what my expectations were. How do you feel? How how do you know what other people expect from you? See, if that's it, the thing. Okay, question. right? Yep. You don't. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know. So, um, I grew up in a household where there was 
I'm not going to put all my parents' business out there. (laughs) (laughs) I grew up in a household that had challenges. And so when you grow up in a house where there are challenges and issues and and some things that the adults are working through, Mm -hmm. I have always felt that parents really do try to do their best, Mm -hmm. but sometimes their best is not good enough. Right. Right? Even though they're doing their best. So I grew up in a household with challenges that um, kids can work real hard to try and fill those deficits for their parents. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so you grow up learning to like try to interpret body language mm-hmm. to figure out what do you expect? Try to interpret the mood yes. and reading social read your mind. Exactly. And, right. When you're 10. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. So you spend a lot of time looking out at all of that and mm-hmm. trying to fill in those deficits mm-hmm. that I don't think I ever learned. What are my expectations? Yes. So I didn't learn that until I was an adult. Okay. I really didn't. Yes. Yeah. That's really good. And I, and I actually think that goes back to the question you were asking of how do you know what people expect of you? You, you make it up in your head. I think yeah. you assume mm-hmm. that because this is what I had to do at this age, or I had to fill in this gap at that age, or mm-hmm. I didn't receive a thing, you start to create expectations. They're like, I'm always going to be the one to do this, or I'm always going to be the one to do that. And I think that can take us to a place where we can get overwhelmed mm-hmm. um, because someone may not be expecting that from us, but you don't, you're uh, treating each relationship as the same playing field mm-hmm. or your own, I guess, trauma mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. plays a part. Uh, mm-hmm. plays a part into that as well um, what you've experienced so no I think that's a good perspective because I know with um, with my my family growing up uh, you know single mom and my mom had a uh, my sister she's 10 years younger than me so it was definitely an expectation to be a support for my mom to mm-hmm. help out and so what that did for me though is and we and my mom and I we've we've hi mom because <laughs> I know she's listening um, hey Miss Angie hey, hey. Angie go <laughs> uh, we're gonna have her come on the podcast sometime in the new year talk about you know her adventures but we, her and I have you know talked through this extensively is that you know yeah growing up you know a lot of my younger years were spent helping out, taking care of, mm-hmm. right. um, you know, cooking dinner early, you know, walking to get my sister from the babysitter mm-hmm. or when, you know, my friends had cars, Hey, can you ride with me to go get my sister? So my mother don't get a late fee. Mm-hmm. And so it, it created expectations. And so I started college, not college, sorry, high school life as this older person than I really was. And even when I got to college, mm-hmm. I was this really yes. old person. Yes. You mean mama? Oh, Everyone yes. called me mom and grandma and mom and Nita. I was 18 mom years mom. old and yep. people were calling Remember me that? mom and Nita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Because you were the only one that was like a GS10 <laughs> at like 18. <laughs> no, right. I had a government job. Yes. I had a good government job a in car, high school. All that. <laughs> had a car when I went to school. You know, I worked hard. But what it did for me, though, it taught me a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And it probably saved my behind from getting into some foolishness. And this is the part that I've tried to encourage my mother to let her own self off the hook. Yes. You know, because you do what you have to do. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone. Yeah. One doesn't have the the glorious two parent household, you know, growing up. So you make do with what you have. That's right. But what it did for me is that I realized growing up in in the college era, my friends, some of my friends appreciated that motherly role, probably because some things that were lacking exactly. with them. But then yeah. I had a few other friends who they didn't jive with that mother mother need a look. They mm-hmm. like you know like mind your business like i don't need you mm-hmm. not you, you same age as me and if you're listening <laughs> i won't call out on that um, 
but it did. It created that expectation in my head that everybody wanted that from me. Right. And then I realized, no, the only people who want me to be their mother is my children. Right. Mm-hmm. The good. little people who I have birthed into this world. That's good. Um, so for me, learning how to manage expectations, um, you know, came easy because when I realized the nature of the relationship or how close the relationship was to me, I identified immediately that my expectations of that person is extremely high. Mm-hmm. And when you did not meet that expectation, oh boy. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's a World War Three out mm-hmm. here. <laughs> right. Is that a World War Three on their part or in your own mind? Um, probably in my own mind that I probably kind of made on mm-hmm. their part. Okay. Um, and I think that when expectations are not clearly communicated. Let's talk about it. When they're not clearly articulated, you know, what do I expect? Um, does my husband expect a hot meal every day he comes home from yeah, let's work? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Does he <laughs> expect a hot meal every day he comes home? Um, I, I don't know that he expects a hot meal. It will be, I, I know that he knows it's nice to have one. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if there have been days where, you know, we just didn't get to cooking, I typically will give him that courtesy heads up. Hey, nothing's cooked today. You want to go grab something on your way or do you want to go out to eat? I think that's mm-hmm. a good way to manage expectations. That's a good way to manage <laughs> yes. expectations because it's something that I have done. You know, that's my way to honor. And it's my way to serve mm-hmm. because I'm home. And right. yes, my husband's out here working two and three and four jobs. I want him to come home to a mm-hmm. nice hot meal. But guess what? There are days it just doesn't get done. Right. And because I have set that expectation in his mind, mm-hmm. it's only fair of me to let him know when I'm not meeting an expectation that I set up. Okay. Does that make sense? Makes yep. perfect sense. And I think yeah. that that is an area that I have struggled in for a really long time. And it's the expectations I have of myself or the expectations that I've set up in the minds of other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for me, I would say that those expectations, a lot of that probably developed out of trauma or developed out of lack of having something. So let's say there was Let's just say I lacked love at some point in my life. Not from you, mom. I love you, mom. (laughs) Not from that. (laughs) But if I lacked love, then I had the expectation of myself to give it in abundance. Um, Or if I knew that somebody else lacked it, I had the expectation of myself to give it in abundance. And then, like you said, those unspoken, I'm kind of guessing that you're expecting this of me, but I'm not really sure. But I think you are because other people have expected it of me. And when I didn't give it to them, they had a problem. So I'm just going to assume that you expect it Mm -hmm. as well. So I'm just going to go ahead and just do it. Yeah. And now I am everybody's savior. Now I'm everybody's hero. And those expectations are expectations that I've had of myself. And if I don't meet my own goal or if I don't meet my own stand or whatever, now I have let myself down. And so that, like I said, that is something that I've been working through over the years is really having healthy expectations for myself and then probably going back and rewriting the expectations mm-hmm. that I have given everybody else yeah, really of what good. they can expect of me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it changes, right? Like right. Uh, when I first got married, I was able to do some things that now I'm just tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't right. do that too. Mm-hmm. You know, life has changed. New responsibilities have come on the plate. Others right. have shifted and we have to have, be in a conversation about that. And also I have, I learned as an adult um, well into my adulthood to say what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't, I don't, you know, and, and ain't this no is beating a, around the bush. No. Right. Mm-mm. You don't have to guess. No, you don't have to guess. Mm-mm. No, I'm going to, re- I really am going to say <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly what I mean. Right. 
And even if you think my face is saying something else, it's not. Right. What did my words, what what did I say? Because <laughs> that's where I am with it. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't need you to give me what you think I want. Right. Mm. I need you to give me what I asked for. Because that's really what I, that is what I want. Right. right. And that can sometimes even be something that, that when my husband and I first got married that we, we really struggled with was my husband wanted to read my body language and, but you know, I'm thinking about 17 other things, mm-hmm. Talk about it. you know, right. That, like it's probably just a, like a lady thing. Yeah, like sure I'm thinking think about a hundred things yes. at right. one given second. Right. So you can't, you can't go off of what my face says. Right. I said, I'm said I'm not cold. Mm-hmm. I'm not cold. I'm good. <laughs> Even right. if I'm sitting here with warm, fuzzy socks and my terry cloth robe exactly. on, right. I'm not cold. Right. I'm not cold. I don't need you to touch the thermostat. I'm right. good. And he's trying to be a good husband right. mm-hmm. and anticipate my needs. And Which is beautiful. Which, thank you. It's very you know. right. And I'm I'm thankful for that. Because no one worries about my thermostat. No. <laughs> no one touches my thermostat. So praise God for DeMario. This is me, K. DeMario. <laughs> So anyway, oh, that's another She Works <laughs> podcast, Thermostat. So who I, touches so them. I, that's a, <laughs> I, knew, I just okay. knew. It was going. It, it was going was somewhere, going. guys. Okay. <sighs> Sorry about so that. So I have a question. Meg, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was absolutely hilarious. Y'all didn't know Meg was an undercover comedian. Y'all did not know. Even our editor was like, I didn't know she was that funny. <laughs> Shout out to the editor. Shout out to the editor. Um, So my question is, because I had someone say this, and I have pondered the thought, so I was so excited that this was going to be the topic. Is it possible to have no expect? Okay, two questions. Did we already ask this? No. Is it possible to have no expectations, period, Hmm. possible slash healthy, (laughs) and... (laughs) The double barrel question, man. Hold on. (laughs) And... Is it possible to have no expectations of someone you were in close relationship with, like a marriage? Oh, wow. I'll mm. jump on this one. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I'll, dun, dun, dun. I'll venture in. I won't do that first part. That second part is a little heavier. <laughs> I think that people will drop and not have expectations as a means to, as a coping skill. You know, I I think that when expectations get dropped, it's like self-preservation. I don't want to be hurt. So I'm not going to have an expectation. Like if you meet a need or if you do something for me, great. But that whole idea, like, but if you don't do that for me, then I'm good. I think that's the way for us to protect ourselves. And I'm I'm not sure if that's a healthy or unhealthy thing. I'm going to venture that's probably a little unhealthy only because part of this journey and this life is like we're going to get hurt. And when we attempt to avoid pain and hurt, um, I think we're setting ourselves up for some delayed pain and hurt. So right. I'm going to say, I don't think that that's necessarily the healthiest thing to do, but I have done it. And so I understand it because relationships that you expect to, um, you'd expect more from them. We're talking about expectations. So I expect different things from closer relationships. And when those haven't been met, you do find yourself just lowering that bar. But I do it as a means of protecting my own feelings opposed to, did I make the healthiest choice? Okay. Mm. I have a, a, a post that I put up um, early this morning and I knew it was right in time with this topic today because um, I got so much feedback on it. And you know, normally I post things about my essential oil business. Y'all can follow me on Instagram too, she oils. <laughs> um, but I posted this thing that um, from this guy named Ryan North, never met him, don't know too much about his work, 
Um, but he has a website called One Big Happy Home, and he does a lot of trauma work, and he's out of Dallas, Texas. So I do plan to kind of follow, but maybe we'll have him on the show one day. Maybe. Um, but he had a post that said, we are wired for connection, but the trauma in our lives has made us turn that into protection. Wow. And maintaining healthy relationships are very difficult for wounded people. Mm. And I just paused for a moment and I said, okay, we are all wanting to have human connectivity with people. We want to be connected. We actually want to have good expectations from people and, and have them from us. But as Akima was mentioning, when those expectations, especially from those close in, you know, relational family situations have let us down and have hurt us or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the case may be. Um, our brain recognizes that as trauma and yes. our brains are wired in a way in that fight, flight or mm-hmm. fear mode. Mm-hmm. It is going to take mm-hmm. that very trauma, recirculate yep. some things in your brain to mm-hmm. say, so that I don't have to experience this again, we are now going to go into fight mode or protection mode. And so now trying to get close to people, trying to have healthy relationships with people Mm -hmm. become very, very, very difficult because my brain can only recognize trauma when it comes to trying to connect with people. And so I said, wow, like I, I, that's powerful. Mm -hmm. Because in and of my own relationship, you know, with my biological father, who's, you know, passed away, um, you know, he had always been around in my life. It wasn't a, I never knew what my dad was, but just what I needed from him, he was just not able to provide Mm -hmm. for whatever reason. He didn't have it. His father didn't have it. You can't give what you don't have. And so when you're looking for people to give you this type of relationship that you have in your head that you think is just supposed to be is wonderful. And daddy's little girl, Mm -hmm. I'm wrapped around his legs. Well, when it doesn't happen, you have to ask yourself a few questions. Is he purposefully withholding it from me Mm -hmm. or does he just not have it in his tank to give? Right. And once I recognize that part, and that was a whole biblically, Mm -hmm. you know, process. (laughs) Yeah. Because I, you know, I, I wanted I wanted those things from him. Now, my mother gave me everything. Yes. She gave me her right. blood, sweat, tears, you know, everything that she could. Mm-hmm. But there was still a longing for mm-hmm. a little girl to have a connection with her father. Sure. And it just wasn't there. So as a way to make sure that I did not re-experience that same trauma, once I felt like the Lord really healed and we delivered and him and I got back into good conversation, we kind of had a reconciliation conversation, thankfully, before he passed away, mm-hmm. I didn't put any expectations on him. Mm-hmm. I said, you know what, if we can just check in. And I was clear yes. of what I expected from here on out. Mm-hmm. If we can just check in once a month, mm-hmm. just once a month, I'm don't set lofty goals. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right, right. If we can just right. do that. Yeah. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And if you happen to call on a mother's day or a birthday, that's bonus. Right. Now this is a biological parent. Right. So you would think, well, I shouldn't have to have laid out these low ball expectations. Right. But once you've been healed from something, For sure. you just have to make sure um, you don't continue to re-put yourself in those situations that you keep being the wounded person. Mm-hmm. You just keep setting mm-hmm. yourself up for that thing. So yeah. to answer the question that you originally asked, do I think having no expectations on someone is healthy? I actually do. I think mm-hmm. it's very healthy, but only if you've done that work. Right. Mm -hmm. If we talked about therapy and Jesus a few episodes back. So if you hadn't caught it, go back and listen. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you've done the work, the self work 
to know that it's not a um, I'm getting back at you, so I, I'm good. I don't, I don't need. Right. As long as that's not mm-hmm. your motive, mm-hmm. you know, God, mm-hmm. God knows the motives in our hearts, and right. so you have to be honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. So for me, I felt like it was very healthy, um, and you know, we were checking in periodically until he passed away, and you know, it was still very painful to lose him. But I felt like we had come to a place of healing. Mm-hmm. So you know, it just, just, just being clear with those expectations really helped out. Yeah. Now, the second part to your question, I'm going to let somebody else jump on that one. Can you repeat that? Sure, absolutely. I can. <laughs> repeat that absolutely. for the jury. <laughs> um, so question two mm-hmm. is, is it a good thing or is it possible to be to have no expectations of someone you are in close relationship like a marriage? Okay. Is it possible for a husband to just have no expectations of his wife? Oh. I'm going to go ahead and say nah, but I'm going to let somebody else... <laughs> I'm going to let somebody else elaborate, but I just feel like I need to get that out there as the host. No, I don't so, think that's good. Did you have something you are going to say? I would like I would like to hear the married perspective first. Well, this is where I'm struggling with the question because, like, there are variations to close relationships. A marriage that I chose to be with that person, I'm going to say no because I chose you versus some of the other familiar relationships that you didn't get to choose. Like, some of your family, they just hear and you bring those expectations down because you know you just kind of know that it is what it is and you oh, I like can't that. i won't say can't get rid of them i'm not trying to get you know i'm not saying you can just right. easily I mean, yeah, get you don't you don't choose right. some of your family you right. don't choose right. some of your family but the spouse that i chose i'm gonna say no um because we've chosen to be with one another so we're gonna have to be able to and, and again with defining expectations of your spouse you know like love commitment fidelity you know yeah i have expectations on my For spouse sure. and i don't believe that he can not you know that he can't have them on me and I can't have them on him not in a relationship that I've chosen to be committed to and to grow with so I'm going to also say no with the spousal relationships Mm -hmm. but I think some of the other family relationships Mm -hmm. I would say yes not to be double-minded but no I agree and I sat here and I thought about it and I was like well how could Shanita like a father-daughter that's a very close relationship biological relationship how can you not have expectations for that but then still have expectations for a you know, spouse. But the thought just came to my mind that if I'm choosing to marry somebody, I'm choosing to become one with you. So we are now one in body and spirit, all of that. We are one. And so, yes, there are expectations because that's a completely different kind of relationship. That's a completely different kind of, of intimacy. That's a completely different role that you're playing in my life. And so, yes, outside of your heart beating and you breathing and you just being alive. Yes. How can you not have expectations of one another? So that's like a husband saying, you're my wife. I don't expect you to come home. <laughs> I don't have that expectation of you. I'm heading, I'm heading out to the 7-Eleven. Right. I'll be back right. tomorrow. I, exactly. You know, I don't expect you to sleep in the same bed with me. I don't expect you to even say my name in public. Like, you have <laughs> expectations. Like, it's impossible to me mm-hmm. to not have expectations for a spouse. Okay. But I think, well, anyway, I'm going to let you finish up your thought. Oh, no, no. Yeah, I, I think that I agree that it's not possible. Right. Because it, it makes me wonder then about access. That's what I think I'm hearing mm-hmm. you guys say. Yeah. Is, Janita, I think I heard you say, I'm going to have low expectations mm-hmm. and also low access. Mm-hmm. So, no, you're not going to be in my face. Absolutely. Right. Right? Because almost my expectations, like, is it healthy for you to have this much access right. to me? Come on. And for... Yeah me to be okay 
with you doing the least. Right. The absolute Absolutely least. Absolutely right. not. Like right. Cause mm-hmm. then that's, then we got to I got to talk about my own ideas mm-hmm. of like self-worth and setting boundaries and whether or not, why am I allowing this like really low expectations? Right. right. And you always in my face. Right. So I think that's, I think that's what I'm hearing. So that's really good. That is know, good. That's I think good. that ties expectations to relationship. And I think, um, the more you invest, the more you can expect. And because I invest a lot into my marriage, mm-hmm. I expect a lot of my husband. Yes, you're listening. You know I expect a lot from you. But hey, I also Ragu. invest a lot. Into, <laughs> I, I'm fully committed to it. But right. I think that mm-hmm. that's really good because then you expect things from people that haven't invested, nor have you invested. In the, but you want to um, reap something where you haven't sown mm-hmm. it. So that was really good. Thank you. Is it is it possible, and I think I already know this answer, to have... Um, ex- unrealistic expectations in a marriage. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Because if you're watching, you know, yeah. The Real Housewives right. or right. Turn it Mary Poppins or right. Fifty Shades of Grey, all that, this fantasy yeah. that exists. Yeah. Oh, that's sorry. A, I'm sorry. That's Let me just give us another. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to go there, y'all. I think no, it is. I think like you definitely can have unrealistic expectations, and I think that's very important. You know, in that courting process, you know, Denise, as you were mentioning earlier, um, that we really discuss, you know, like we, I know we got down to the nitty gritty, you know, the people who counseled us, we used this uh, workbook from, I don't forget, Dennis and Barbara Rainey, uh, was preparing for marriage, but they went through some of the minutia of things that I just could not even mm-hmm, imagine. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that it talked about is how do you hand, how do you plan to handle um, gift giving to, you know, others like on birthdays and holidays, not mm-hmm. to each other, not to husband and wife, mm-hmm. but like to your in-laws or to her college girlfriends. Like, that you know, do you all have a limit that you all set? And so, I mean, it really took us to talking about, cause you have expectations in every aspect of the relationship, but if you don't talk about them, if you don't clearly articulate what those mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. like I know when we got married, we had a, a, a set budget of what we, felt comfortable with that we agreed upon that we would spend without conferring with the other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not groceries. Cause you know, you can right. spend your whole paycheck on groceries right. and clothes and <laughs> shoes. And not, so not that, I mean, just personal things, you know, you wanted some things, you mm-hmm. know, just for your hair or clothes or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. those things may be. We had an uh, agreed upon amount. Um, and it kept us accountable and it kept the expectation there on the table. So like, you know, I know a lot of couples who struggle with that area of money okay. that has never been one of our struggles. Mm-hmm. You know, it was because it was from the beginning, like, okay, this is what we're going to spend. You know, we have this minimum <laughs> right. for work. Cause you know, especially when you have family with birthdays, like I know of mine, everybody's birthday in April, mm-hmm. everybody's birthday. April, you'd be like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> see what I can find this middle section in all right here. Right. <laughs> Uh, you can sponsor us anytime. You can definitely sponsor us all day. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me see what I can find in this middle section and all these right. for I everybody. Some, I get some good stuff when I, I did. Out. I got a, I got like four Dude. good diffusers. Uh, absolutely. Sure enough. I got some socks. It's all right with me. Right. Like a backhoe and just some random Seriously. stuff. Seriously. Little seasonal things. Yeah. Well, I will say that whoever, shout out to whoever did y'all's counseling, especially with that question of what to give your college girlfriends because every Christmas. <laughs> And every birthday, <laughs> me as your college girlfriend, I always get a gift in the mail. In the Who mail. goes to the post office and gets a package and puts it in a bubbly wrap and puts it in the mail every July? My birthday is July 24th. And you can find me on Facebook. I'm Meg Cohen. Anyway, every July and every December. So I appreciate Absolutely. whoever did y'all's counseling. You're welcome. You're welcome. That was, yes. 
No. I can expect it. It's an expectation. <laughs> and if I can't, I'll be like, hey, Meg, I got your gift. But next time you come up here, I'm going to get it. Right. To you. Because again, <laughs> right. I have created something that she has grown to expect. Mm-hmm. So it would not be fair of me. Now, you know, uh, hear me. Don't right. miss right. this December. Don't miss this. Don't miss this <laughs> December. Right? right. But I think in anything that we do, whether, you know, you need help with the kids. I remember speaking to a friend of mine who was just really struggling in her, her marriage because she felt like, you know, they both worked full time outside of the home. They had two young kids, two little girls. And it was like, I come home from work and I'm just expected Mm -hmm. to be mom, pick them up from daycare, help them with their homework, get dinner ready before he comes in. And I just don't think it's fair. And I said, well, have you talked to him? And she's like, well, yeah, you know, I'll say things like, oh boy, I'm so tired. I could really use some help. And I said, well, do you think that was clear? Right. And I said, no, like you have to say, can you please take your daughter upstairs to get her ready for a bath? Because I need to do X, Y, and Z and I can't do both. Like that's the kind of clarity that you need Mm -hmm. to have in expectations, whether it's a spouse, a family member, coworker, friend, whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, this, you know, I think Meg brought it up earlier, just, you know, that kind of, Oh, well, I wish you could just, if if you happen to walk past or if you happen Uh to go past Walmart, if you could, that's creating very ambiguous mm-hmm. expectations. Mm-hmm. And so when, when, if you leave it to a person to decide right. whether they want to do it or not, and then they don't do it, then what happened? Now right. you, now you big mad, right? right? You big mad. Exactly. And I can speak to that too, as far as like any relationship, family members, coworkers, friends, significant others, all of that. For me, there has been, um, a fear underneath expressing what I need or what I want or what my expectation is. And the fear sometimes is the fact that you might reject it or that you won't, that you won't give it to me, that you'll look at me like something's wrong with me for expecting it or wanting it or needing it. And you'll throw that back in my face or you will distance yourself from me. So over the years I've had to work on the fear of rejecting, uh, fear of rejection. And that is you rejecting what my expectation is and thus rejecting me because my expectations coming from my heart. So if you reject it, now you're rejecting my heart, which means you've rejected me. So you just dance your way around and people please and, you know, do all that just to keep everybody happy. But at the end of the day, your expectations are not being met. And part of the reason is because I wasn't communicating mm. what those really were. It really communicate, not I'm kind of thirsty, but no, can you please? And they come back with a big old, they come back with a big old. And one straw. (laughs) Do you mind please grabbing me a bottle of water? You know, so Mm -hmm. that was something I've had to learn to work through. Yeah. And I don't mean to take this another way. I just wanted to come back to this, not communicating your expectations with your spouse. I just, I think that can also just lead to a lot of trouble. Um, And I've Mm -hmm. seen that happen and I, you know, y'all can, interpret trouble i'm not again trying to change the topic <laughs> of this uh of this podcast but i just think that it's really important because you after a certain amount of time of needs not being met and your feelings getting hurt you'll look for those expectations and those needs to be met elsewhere okay okay thanks yeah. I'm sure it will. but that will be on a future <laughs> a future, <laughs> future when podcast. they stray no <laughs> right <laughs> I'm just saying, I just think that that's important. And again, we're, we're talking about things that we need that need to be talked about. I just think that that's important mm-hmm. to bring up. So absolutely. And I have noticed that um, just in a lot of the marriages that I have sat on this side of the tracks and witnessed, I have seen very close friends be in a marriage where their needs were not being met. Mm-hmm. Their expectations were not being met. Either their expectations were way too high based on some sort of childhood thing 
or they weren't communicating what their expectations were. And so when their spouse didn't meet them, those unmet expectations left all these different holes in their hearts that got to be too big. And so now you're dealing with this big, holy heart when before it was just, you know, something here, something there. But now over the years, it's like you get to this place where you feel like it's completely irreconcilable because 800 of my expectations were never met, but I didn't communicate those either. Right. No, I think clear articulation is probably, you know, the best thing that you could do for communicating. Like with children, like even with children, I had to realize I'm expecting them things, them things. I'm (laughs) all them things. I'm expecting them to do things, but I have not clearly articulated. And so I remember there was this post that came out that said, you know, when, when black, mo- when black mothers, not mothers, mothers. mothers mm-hmm. when black mothers say do the dishes, shout out to DC. <laughs> when black mothers say do the dishes, what they really mean is sweep, mop, oh, wipe yes. the counters, wipe That's the stove, wipe the refrigerator, clean the sink. put the food yes. away, clean the sink, right? Pull and the kitchen together. Pull, pull it the together. Ki- pull wipe the, the inside of the microwave out. There we go. And so I realized I'm telling, so we have a chore, a family chore chart. Cause one of the things that I learned very early as they became maybe around seven or eight and start able to actually be mm-hmm. a functional member of this family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we went and got you a nice a, big an asset. <laughs> you are now an asset. You're no longer a liability. You can now contribute. So I said, listen, there's no way you, you all expect, expect me. So even if I thought they had that expectation, I needed to make it clear that, don't expect that from me because all five of us live here right. and all five of us need to help maintain. Cause mm-hmm. even though I've chosen to work from home and stay home and homeschool, I, I, there is not enough hours in the day to get done what needs to get done. Right. And so you all are contributing members to this family. You contribute to the dishes, the trash, the filth, the clothes. <laughs> you need to be a participant in helping those, you know, be managed. Mm-hmm. So I created a board and just out of habit, I said, okay, you know, who has the dishes, you know, trash, and we laid it out. So, you know, okay. So I was realizing they were only doing the dishes. The mm-hmm. dishes. The dishes. And yeah. only the dishes in the sink. I was not, getting ready to say. Not the dishes that's on the stove. Beside the sink. Beside right. the sink because they wouldn't fit in the sink. <laughs> Honey. Not the dishes on the table that was left from dinner. Do you mind, please? That, <laughs> it's true. I said, Lord, okay. It's so I true. said, I need to make my expectations on what I have on my teenager and my preteen a little bit clearer because they weren't getting it. And I said, okay, all right. So even with children, Mm -hmm. you have to make, you have to make it clear. You have to articulate. Even my little one, the little one, the five-year-old, just last year, she got roped into chores. (laughs) Happy birthday. Happy birthday. You five? Welcome. 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 (laughs) Oh, you five? You five? Welcome. Big girl status, right? In my house, we call it BKS, big girl status, right? Okay, so you will now make sure your room is clean. When your brother takes the trash out, you will go behind him with the little Walmart bags, Mm -hmm. the Target bags, and refill it up, right? And you will help unload the silverware and the dishwasher. You are going to be a contributing member here as well. Mm -hmm. And so, but I realized without that, without that conversation, I was driving myself every Mm -hmm. day. I was coming Mm -hmm. down like, uh, what's the Joan Crawford from, from Shirley Temple. I hate wire hangers. (laughs) Like dishes in this corn bits, rice bits, black beans. And just, I mean, just a whole meal of debris in the sink. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's nothing in them 
You know, and sometimes you think people are purposefully true, hurting true, you, true, true, and they're not. No. Like I, sometimes I feel like my kids were just purposefully mm-hmm. annoying the bejesus out of me, <laughs> and I realize they're not that smart. First of all, right. like they can't, you know, they can't get to my skin. They are just kids, although right. they're little people. They're not little adults, right? Yeah, and it's I think not that malicious was, intent. Right. It is not malicious the, intent. The black beans in the sink. <laughs> like you can make a whole taco with what's left in the dish drain, yeah, right. and there's nothing oh, in you to God. see. Yeah, to throw that out. Can Absolutely. I just ask the parents real quick? Because I know we're gonna be wrapping up. Have your kids ever expressed their expectations? Like you know how you're saying, oh, wow. making clear what your needs are. But just for you all who are parents, have they ever told y'all what they? Every day. Okay. <laughs> Every day. Oh Lord, have mercy. So we do something a little unique here in the Williams household. So we actually have a family meeting once a month on Sunday, the fourth Sunday of the month. And we tell them, you know, that's where you bring your grievances. And that's where you come and you Mm -hmm. discuss things that you want to negotiate, barter with. Um, Not the time that instruction is given because that'll get you, you know, a little pop, Mm -hmm. you know, a little backhand. Mm-hmm. Little, little something, little discipline, little instruction, mm-hmm. little takeaway. So once a month, we ask them to come to the table with whatever it is they want to talk about. And at one point, they were doing the dishes, excuse me, the kitchen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. They were doing the kitchen Monday through Friday. And I think we were doing the, ki- oh, Monday through Saturday. And I think Sunday we were like, we're we going to be like Jesus and give him a day of rest. Okay. Right? Okay. But like my husband, he did the laundry, you know, I was doing meal planning, cooking, right? All that kind of stuff, sweeping, mopping, just all that. And mm-hmm. so they came to one of our family meetings and I mean, they were just like ready. in full force. Oh, They were guns ready, <laughs> locked and loaded. And so, you know, my husband and I, we do a lot of home fellowships here in our home. And, and so particularly, um, my oldest was like, well, I don't really feel like it's fair Mm-mm. that we have to do the dishes on the days that you all have your your uh, fellowship meetings here at the house because it's like a whole bunch more of dishes and a whole <laughs> bunch more of cleaning and and so we kind of let them I said well why don't you feel like it's fair it was like well because we didn't ask them to come over that's not our company oh, wait a minute oh. so I was like all right let me sit up because <clears throat> it's not instruction time because it's not instruction time so then I have to check my heart because this is the place we have given them right. to voice those kind of things and so sometimes you know at first they really weren't taking it serious they were just like no I ain't got nothing no I ain't got <laughs> nothing and then halfway through the month they got a complaint oh write that down and bring it to the next meeting Mm -hmm. and so then then they started to pick up and so then I said okay well if you all want to they said well how come you know you you know and again it's not in the disrespectful way but Mm -hmm. again it's this vocal generation well you all eat just as much as we do here so how come you all don't only have one day to do the dishes Oh, that was their concern? That that was the, the question, the ringleader. Oh, that okay. was the question. Okay. Um, and so, of course, you know, my middle one's just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, okay, well, because that's all y'all do. At this time, that's all they did. Mm-hmm. That's all they did was the dishes. And I said, okay, well. Um, so we said the reason that you all have the dishes six days a week is because we do the laundry, we do the sweeping, we do the mopping, we do the vacuuming, we do the dusting. We do the cooking and the cleaning and the meal prepping and planning and picking it up. So that is why you have the dishes. And so they said, well, we don't mind doing any other stuff. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. Very good. Right. So now uh, one of them has dusting Tuesday and Thursday. One of them has vacuuming Wednesday and Friday. One of them had their bathrooms and all the bathrooms, not just the bathroom they use. Mm -hmm. So, so again, 
it's I think it's okay. You know, my mm-hmm. style of parenting is okay to allow your children to voice mm-hmm. their expectations or lack thereof. But mm-hmm. I think it needs to be in a way one, it is respectful right. and it is at a time it's an appropriate time. Again, yeah. my eye rule here, if I'm giving you instructions, that is not your time for discussion. That's right. You save that to the family meeting. Right. You you bite it, you hold it, you know, you store it away right. until it's time for that safe space to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. Thank when you. we weren't homeschooling, we did plat family chat. Cute. I like that. So we went through, it was that same time. Mm-hmm. It was the best part of your week, the most challenging part of your week. How did you get, how did you deal with that challenge? And then, um, anything you need to talk about. So if you have an issue with something, you don't like how something went down, mm-hmm. let's talk about That's it. That's good. Yeah. You know, my husband is always like, you don't have to agree. And we can always talk about it. Absolutely. It doesn't mean the outcome will be different. Absolutely. Right. It just means I've given you a voice to be heard. It means right. that I've heard what you have to say. Now, I do have to get with, with the oldest about now that we're homeschooling, we're together so much. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> the time. So much togetherness. Um, <laughs> I have to get with him. Shout out for all our homeschool moms. Uh, I listen uh, to she works. So much togetherness. Um, I have to get with him about constantly asking for something okay it's just constant requests just over it's just an abundance so i tell him you may not ask me any more questions for the next four hours okay and i mean it mm-hmm. said no get get your ipad set the timer don't ask me nothing we gave ours a composition book to put it, the questions in and said you have reached your question limit for the day yeah write them down we'll get to them tomorrow yeah okay. i see i can't even have a vault because gabriel will <laughs> honey i can't i can't even do it but the, there is there's a um an app that um we use it's a marriage counseling app hmm. called lasting it's so good but one of the things it talks about is um emotional calls okay. that when people um they're giving you emotional calls and healthy marriages or relationships period have about 80% of their emotional calls met Mm -hmm. because that builds trust. So if there is an expectation and I'm meeting that expectation, I'm building trust. So if I'm not able to meet it over here, it's not so detrimental Mm -hmm. in the moment. You know what I mean? So the boys have an expectation to say good morning to me every morning. Mm -hmm. I thought this would stop at a certain age. They you afford- thought they would stop saying good morning to yeah, you? I did. Oh. I mean, the, 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 the amount. I'm trying to get mine to say good morning. No. <laughs> as soon as Gabriel spent the night in my mother's house last night, as soon as he woke up, he FaceTimed me to say good morning. Oh, he's so sweet. It is missing that togetherness. That togetherness. And it's just like every morning they knock, come in to give me a hug, say good morning, mommy talk to me a little bit, and then go do their morning routine. Wow. And they're 14 and 15. And every night wow. they come to say goodnight, give me a hug. I don't even know that they're consciously doing it. Like It is a routine. It's mm-hmm. a routine. That's in them. Exactly. And sometimes I don't feel like being bothered. <laughs> you got to pause your show because they keep coming in and they come exactly. in one at a time. Because <laughs> I've reached my limit of interaction for the day. Yes. I have reached it. I'm beyond <laughs> But, I'm so glad somebody else understand my plight. Seriously, I am, I am, I am, I am overripe, 
I'm overdone. I'm a brown banana at this point. I'm I'm beyond. I have reached it. I'm I'm so far beyond that it's painful. (laughs) But I say say to myself, this is an emotional call, Danita, and you need to meet it. Mm. Plus, it's only going to take you about, what, 45 seconds? Maybe. If that. If that. Mm. Meet the emotional call because that's building trust because this is an expectation that they have. So... I guess that's how that's how they kind of, but no, they are able to absolutely come and say right. during the prescribed time yes. <laughs> that they have beef with something, mm-hmm. and you can grill it up and eat it. Yep. Or we might, you know, take it away. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but you can't talk about it. Right. I like <laughs> that. Yeah. So any any closing thoughts on uh, managing expectations? What, what do we want to give them as a number one? Each person, if we can give them one take home tip about managing expectations. Um, I'm going to say for us to always remember that our expectations are important and I'm going to get biblically really quickly. (laughs) Um, a mentor of mine told me one time to write down all of my expectations and ask the Lord if they were sensible. And so I definitely encourage people to do that. Um, write down your expectations or at least have an idea of what they are and ask God if they're sensible. If they're sensible, there's absolutely nothing wrong with expecting them, communicating them and waiting for them. Um, if they're not sensible, then we might need to talk about Jesus and therapy a little bit because little it might bit. be coming from someplace <laughs> okay. that's not healed in you. But yes, don't forget that your expectations are important. That's good. I think for me, we've said so much rich stuff today, is when you recognize that a person can't meet that expectation, um, go ahead and lower it for them. You know, they may need the space and opportunity to mature in an mm. area. And even once you have expressed your expectation or your need to a person, give them the space and time to be able to meet that. I, I think like that. that's what my takeaway would be. Yeah. Um, I think that was really good. Again. That was good. That was good stuff. Um, I think if this I had to trademarked. say, <laughs> <laughs> um, if I had to say anything about expectations, I think it's knowing your expectations um, and coming to the table ready to say, this is this is who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, it's knowing who you are and coming to terms with that. This is who I am. This is where, and that's not like obnoxious. This is who I am. Just dealing with that. <laughs> I'm talking about that. God knows my heart. Right. right. God knows my heart. Right. Oh my God. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm talking about this is these are my expectations, and you know, prayerfully they are you know reasonable, but just knowing them. Mm-hmm. And I would say to have smart expectations. Okay. My acronym specific. measurable and attainable just make sure that you have smart expectations so on that note guys thank you for tuning in i just want to say y'all was just joking about the birthday and the gifts for july 24th i just want to tell y'all that she want to make sure y'all know the day one more time (laughs) (laughs) on that note guys thank you so much for tuning in um you can definitely um you know hit us up at this is dive media you can also find me at nita works on twitter may cohen on facebook Princess Kim on all social media platforms. Danita Platt on Twitter. And if you are an Apple user, please, please rate us and give us those five stars. We're definitely working on our uh, uh, sponsorship and just kind of getting it out there. But we appreciate all of you for listening. Thank you all so much for the feedback. And until next time, see you later. later. Bye.